0: Welcome to Breaking Through, the podcast that explores the breakthroughs we are making every day at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. I'm Madeline Bell, the hospital's president and CEO. Today's episode is part of my new podcast mini-series, The Breakthrough Chronicles. In this series, patients and their families will be sharing stories about their experiences at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which we often refer to as CHOP. They'll also be sharing their breakthrough moments. I'm excited to speak with them and introduce them to all of you. My guests today are 12-year-old Elijah Patino and his parents, Rich and Noemi. From the time he was a baby, Elijah had many painful symptoms. Rich and Noemi took him to dozens of different specialists, but no one could determine what was wrong. Then they came to CHOP, and they finally got the answers they needed. Elijah's story is an example of how teams at CHOP are using precision medicine to care for children with rare diseases. I'm thrilled that Elijah and his parents are here today to share their incredible story with you. Elijah, Noemi, and Rich, welcome to Breaking Through.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having
0: us. Noemi and Rich, Elijah began having symptoms when he was just a baby. What were those symptoms? Elijah would have a lot of infections.
2: He was constantly going into the doctor's office for ear infections. He would have high fevers. His skin tone just wasn't the right color. And the first thing that actually let us know that something was wrong was his spleen. At that point, his spleen was so enlarged that the doctor was very concerned. And he actually sent us the first time ever he had sent us straight to the hospital when he was five months old. It was at his five-month-old checkup. Mm. So from that point on, it was just the constant infections, high fevers, very lethargic, very tired, and just the overall color of his skin. So we knew something was going on with him at that time.
0: So you knew things got serious when you understood that his spleen was abnormal. How did you end up getting to the doctors that you were seeing and then to chop.
1: That doctor visit, when they told us his spleen was enlarged, we had gone to our local hospital where they began to work him up. And that first trip there, I think we were there a little bit over a week with him uh, because they were so concerned on, on what it, it could possibly be. At the end of that week, after doing a bunch of tests, they determined that it might be hemolytic anemia. And we kind of pause there, we put him on a regimen of steroids in order to combat that. And he was doing okay at that point. And at that point we were still being treated locally. It wasn't until a little bit over two years later that we began the search for other answers. Fast forwarding two years, we were on a family trip celebrating my daughter's birthday down in Disney. And Elijah obviously was with us and he began to exhibit other symptoms that we had not seen before. There was this strange fever that he would get every day like clockwork around two o'clock in the afternoon and that to us was you know obviously very odd that, that was happening he would wake up in complete sweats very different than what we had experienced prior so at the end of that trip we went directly to the hospital and we said there's something else wrong here at that point that was a 14 day stay that we were there and that's when things got really grim there were diseases like HLH, Evans disease, other things that were very, very serious were being thrown at us. I recall the doctor letting us know. He said, I, I honestly hope it's, it's leukemia because leukemia I know I can treat. All these other things are pretty grim. And I remember looking at one of the doctors that were treating him, and I can see it in her face that she was kind of at a loss. And I looked at her and I said, you know— I think we're going to need to take him elsewhere because I think you guys have exhausted everything you can hear. And she looked at me and she goes, I would. That was really the beginning of kind of this whole search for something that we we started to believe was something much more serious than just hemorrhagic anemia.
0: So how did you come to chop?
1: the magic of the internet, right? (laughs) We just started doing a lot of research as to what are the best specialties, what hospitals have the best doctors to treat different symptoms and different things that we were hearing. We had actually visited CHOP a number of times and visited with a few different specialists during that period. And we ended up visiting Dr. Gianucci, who is a allergy and immunologist doctor. And when he was looking at Elijah's case and looking at all the reports, I mean, we have books that are, that are almost as tall as this desk. He had said, you know what, we're going to do a genetic test on you guys just to see what comes out of that. We waited almost a year for those results. And I will say that, One thing that really impressed on us that we knew we were in the right place, it was near Thanksgiving when we wanted to do this genetic test. And we have family from all over. They're in Arizona, they're New York. And they waited for us to get together on Thanksgiving to drive a kit to our house so that we all can draw blood and get this thing going. So we knew at that point, we said, you know what? I think we're in the right place. I don't think we're going to leave here without getting answers. Fast forward a year later... (laughs) We finally got answers, but it was all benign. They said, no, we don't see anything in your genetic testing that causes alarm at that time.
0: So when did they actually (laughs) tell you? So, you know, you you waited for a year. Yeah. The information came back as nothing they could find that was causing his symptoms. When did you actually get the answer? That was... That hmm. was September 2016. Yeah
2: driving from another vacation conference. conference. Vacation for the family <laughs> conference for
1: my husband. So we pack up the car. I'm about to get on, on 95 and my phone rings. And uh, although I'm not supposed to answer while I'm driving, I did because I saw a chop come up and I hear a strange voice get on and he says, this is Dr. Romberg. And Elijah's case came across my desk and I think I know what it is. So he said, when can you come in? I'm like, now. And he's like, well, it's Sunday, you know, can we, can, can we wait till Monday? And I said, absolutely, we can. So that's the first indication that we may be onto something. It was 2016. Yeah.
0: And how old was Elijah at that time? He was six at that so time. So six years of so yeah. unknown years. causes for his symptoms. And yeah. then yes. Dr. Romberg called. That must have been a pretty amazing moment for you oh. guys.
1: Yes. <laughs> Speechless. Speechless, yeah.
0: So you came in to CHOP, and yeah. then he explained to you what
1: yeah, was we, actually wrong. Right. We came in, and um, it was an odd meeting. I remember that, because we were all <laughs> excited. We'd say, okay, so tell us what it is, and you know, what pill do we take, and we're done. And he says, well, I got news. Uh, you and Elijah, meaning my wife and Elijah, are the only two humans that they know of that have this mutation in, in their gene. So we were kind of blown away by that, and I said, okay, so how do we fix it? And he goes, well— that's the problem. Your case number zero. We, we don't know how we're going to fix it. But at the time, he says, I have theories. And then that's when we began the journey of working with Dr. Romberg. And ultimately, what he did for us was he came up with a unique treatment for him based on his experience and what he was exhibiting that worked for us and got us, got us pretty far. Two and a half years, we were on that regiment, and Elijah was thriving to that point.
0: And is that a treatment that Elijah's getting today?
1: No, no, no.
0: After the two-and-a-half-year mark, he
2: was starting not to do too well. We started seeing signs of him getting infections and, like, high fevers again. And we would be coming here, it was about, like, every other week at one point to do a lot of blood work. He was getting a treatment, IgG. And it seemed to have stopped working or his body was just growing that
1: this treatment wasn't doing too well. When we really found out that the treatment was no longer viable was uh, one day we got a phone call from Dr. Romberg. And usually we were kind of, you know, it felt like he was part of our family by this point, you know, texting and and just having great dialogue on on his care. And he said to us, I need you to come in. And we're like, okay, well, you know, it's kind of far. Can you just text me or let me know with the phone. He's like, no, I need to see you in the office. And that's when um, we sat down and he said, um, I think he's done really well to this point, but I don't think the treatment that he's on is working any longer. That was a scary moment because we we knew there weren't many options. We knew that that was pretty much it. There, were, there weren't really any other meds on the market that can help him or treatments. So we, at that point, just looked at Dr. Romberg and said, Okay, what are the next steps? And he says, well, I think we have to do the bone marrow transplant. That's our only option. I mean, the entire time we've been dealing with Elijah, we never realized how dire it really was because his immune system was so compromised that any opportunistic infection would take him from us. So that meeting, Dr. Romberg sternly looked at us and says, you don't have time. His condition was similar to an AIDS patient where anything could compromise him. So that's when we began the journey of the bone marrow option. We knew that that option was always on the table for him, but we knew the risks, and they're quite large. We comfortably went down that journey together knowing that we should wait until that was the last option, and that's what we opted for, and we had his bone marrow transplant here.
0: May 9th 2019. On
1: May 9th 2019, he had his bone marrow transplant.
0: And there was only two people. Yes. Naomi, you and Elijah, that have this genetic mutation. That's correct. Have more been identified since since this? from what
2: we've heard after Elijah's bone marrow transplant, I believe Dr. Romberg had published his story and all of his records. And as soon as he published it, he let us know that somebody in Finland has come out that's very similar to what Elijah had. They finally did the testing and it seems like this gentleman as well has the same exact thing. So from the last that we heard, it's just the three of us. Wow. And it does seem to affect males much more. That's the reason why I've never had any symptoms. I haven't been affected by it, but it seems like it's more of a
0: male-affected disease. So unfortunately, it's been us three. It's a very rare disease, and children come here from all around the world with really rare diseases. What type of advice would you give families who were searching for answers like you were? Continue searching. That's the one thing that
2: we have learned from this whole situation is just be an advocate for your child. If you don't feel like it's the right thing for you and your family, just continue looking
1: and research I would echo the same. When a door closes, another one will open. Keep advocating, keep fighting, keep looking. Don't take no for an answer. Don't lose hope. Oftentimes, I think we bring our kids to the hospital or a doctor, and and you kind of go through the, the entire process, and you start thinking, okay, well, I'm never getting a phone call back. Did they forget about us? And it's remarkable to know that there's doctors like Dr. Romberg who are tirelessly working behind the scenes, And you're not forgotten. And to get a phone call like that changes your life. I just want to let you know there are heroes all over this hospital.
2: Everybody truly has been like our heroes here because they made a time that should be the worst time a parent goes through to be just something so amazing.
0: Well, thank you. That's the highest compliment I think I can get from a parent. So, Elijah, now I get to talk with you. I want to hear a little bit about you. So you're 12. What grade are you in? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. So it doesn't sound like you missed much school. What's your favorite subject? Math. Math. Wow. Maybe you'll want to be a scientist one day. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> what are the things that you like to do outside of school on the weekends? Um, Basketball. Basketball. What do you like about basketball?
1: Um just like playing it in general and like playing with
0: friends. How about other children that come to CHOP that are sick like you were? What kind of advice would you have for them? Just like don't be scared of like like what you're doing. And like the doctors are trying to help you in everything. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's great advice. That's really great advice. And... And spoken from somebody who's lived through it, like you. Well, it's so wonderful to see how healthy and happy he looks. And you guys have been through quite a journey. I always like to close by asking my guests about their personal breakthroughs. So, Noemi, what was the biggest breakthrough moment for you?
2: I think the biggest breakthrough moment for me was um, just knowing that I was going to have my son to grow like a a normal kid should. Just knowing that he was going to have the childhood that he deserves. When I think I came to that realization moment and it was already nine years down the line, being in the hospital here at CHOP, I remember during one of the chemo sessions and just seeing him laying there To know what was to come, that we finally had a solution, and that he was finally going to have the normal life that a kid should, that was my breakthrough moment. Rich,
0: how about you?
1: I think uh, for me, it's um, knowing that we had people who had our back at that point, because there was only so much as a dad that I could do. And a breakthrough moment, when I had that phone call and I met Dr. Romberg, I think that was... Oh, handing over some of my burden to someone else, that was a breakthrough moment for me.
0: Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story, Elijah, Noemi, and Rich. Really appreciate you joining me today. To learn more about how you can be part of tomorrow's breakthroughs at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, please visit chop.edu giving. At CHOP, we make breakthroughs every day. I'm Madeline Bell. Thank you for listening.